0: From our studios in North Florida, it's In Black and Right. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages. Welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes... Folks, we've got ourselves a hot, another hot one today. And I'm definitely coming in a little bit hotter than normal. But my goodness, folks, uh, we've got a lot to cover today. A lot of things going on today across the country from the swamps in D.C. to Maricopa County. It's going to be a real interesting one today. So uh, real quick before we get into the fun. I just wanted to uh, let you know, send us emails, send us comments, questions, some feedback to inblackandright at gmail.com or our website inblackandright.net. Uh, we've got some great uh, stories uh, posted on the homepage to scroll down a bit. Uh, a lot of this is from yesterday, but this is a continuation of some of the stories that we uh, put up yesterday and the links to them. A lot of stuff from justthenews.com, a great website, which I highly recommend. John Solomon and his team are amazing. They are remarkable and they are very, very good at what they do. So let's get into the fun today. Now, today, one of the big news Voldemir Zelensky is coming to Washington. That's right. On the 300th day of the Ukrainian-Russian war, Zelensky is coming to D.C. to address a joint session of Congress. Now, the timing of this, I mean, is real interesting to me. uh, Because I just don't take things as coincidences. Because I don't believe in coincidence. But the timing of this visit by Zelensky is really intriguing, especially since right now we've got a mondo huge battle over this omnibus spending bill. I mean, my goodness. $1.7 trillion is the price tag, which is bad enough, given that we are dealing with lower tax revenues, but much higher spending, and it's going to add to an already $32 trillion debt. $1.7 trillion, 4,155 pages, and it is so loaded with so much, I mean, the whole thing about earmarks and poor spending, forget that. That is secondary. The But what really is important is, if this thing passes, it will absolutely handcuff and handicap the incoming Republican majority in the House. And it's going to do it for the entire... Essentially, the ghost of Nancy Pelosi will absolutely reign over over the House for another fiscal year. This is ridiculous. It is, I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. And what makes me mad is that... My, one of my senators, Marco Rubio, here in Florida, actually voted to put this thing forward to a vote. I'm like, w- I'm sorry, Senator Rubio, but what the hell were you thinking? You, were ju- you just won re-election by dang near 15 points, and this is how you stab the back of Floridians? 20 plus million of us? By putting forth this nonsense? Excuse me, Senator, but... Uh... What were you drinking? Or smoking? That's ridiculous. Just because Mitch McConnell is trying to strong-arm you, why don't you have a little bit more courage like your colleague, Senator Scott? Rick Scott condemned this thing. And he should have. And any other Republican with half a dang brain should have. I know you want to get home for Christmas, but dang it, the, your personal preferences and personal wishes are outweighed by the struggles of the country. This cannot go forward. It can't go forward. I mean, my gosh, this story that I found today from Just the News, the spending bill is stuffed with so much stuff. And, I mean, oh my goodness. Let me move down here in the story. Yeah, some of the things that are part of this bill is just sick. It's twisted. I mean, my gosh. Uh, the earmarks in the bill. $1.2 million for LGBT... LGD The alphabet people and pride centers. LGBT tq pride centers 1.2 million dollars allocated to quote-unquote services for daca recipients the dreamers at san diego community college okay whatever 1 million dollars for zora's house in ohio which is defined as a co-working a a quote-unquote co-working and community space for women and gender expansive people of color what is that i have no idea four hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars for anti-racism virtual labs at the equity institute in rhode island what i mean it gets worse it gets worse we've got $3.6 $3.6 million for the Michelle Obama Trail in Georgia. Whatever. $3 million for the American LGBT Museum in New York City. Figures. Here's another. $856,000 for the quote-unquote LGBT Center in New York. $750,000 for LGBT and gender non-conforming housing in Albany, New York? (laughs) And $2 million for the Great Blacks in Wax Museum in Baltimore. Yay. I mean, that's just some of the really stupid stuff in this bill. I mean, pork? Oh my gosh. There would be so much, there is so much pork in this thing. It would make pigs jealous. It would absolutely make them jealous. This is ridiculous. And yet we have the United Republicans in the Senate who are going to try to vote for this, and they can't get it on a simple majority because they probably wouldn't need uh, they wouldn't need the Republicans. But it has to have 60 votes to pass this spending bill. That means McConnell and nine other Republicans have to vote with him to pass this thing. And, I mean, sure, you've got the other, some of the real wackadoodles and uh, total douches in the Senate, like Mitt the Twit Romney, uh, and probably some few others, you know, maybe like uh, Susan Collins and maybe some others. But if this thing passes in a related story, This is going to essentially start a full-blown war, essentially politically, with the House Republicans. As a matter of fact, Chip Roy, Congressman, uh, Republican from Texas, has he himself and a group of twelve other uh, House House Republicans uh, sent pretty much a letter. Uh, declaring, and I'm reading a little bit from Congressman Roy's Twitter account, uh, we are obliged to inform you that if any omnibus passes in the remaining days of this Congress, we will oppose and with opposition to any legislative priority of those senators who vote for this bill, including the Republican leader, quote unquote. Now, this came from the House GOP lawmakers, on Monday. And this was aimed specifically at Mitch McConnell. So I don't know, when I saw some of these news conferences from yesterday with Schmucky, Chucky, Schumer, and then uh, with uh, Ditch Mitch McConnell, thinking that each side, oh yeah, we won, we won, we got this nice bipartisan bill. It's like, it's crap it's absolute crap folks i tried to warn people watch out what's going on with the lame duck and now here we are on the four days until christmas they want to get this it's like come on wait we got to get this passed. hurry hurry we got to get this vote no because we need to get home we need to get home yeah and what's that going to do for the millions upon millions of americans who are going to be home for Christmas having less than a holly jolly Christmas because you people have just essentially screwed them big time and threw them under the bus. Hmm? I said, no, you need to put the American people first. You'll get home for Christmas. You know, and some of these senators need to just, you know, what we're essentially doing is running the clock out until noon, January 3rd, when the new Congress takes over and Nancy Pelosi is out. And the whole stuff, all this stuff going on with Kevin McCarthy come, coming speaker, you've got later on in January in Calif- Southern California, uh, the RNC voting for its new chairman and, and leadership. I mean, come on. Republicans wake the heck up. We've got a bigger problem. We can deal with McCarthy and the Speaker's race and the RNC race later. We've got a big, huge problem right stinking now. This is not the kind of Christmas present you really want your government to give you hardworking, taxpaying Americans. You don't want that. I certainly don't want it for you. But doggone it, people, this needs to get fixed. I mean, it really needs to get fixed. And I can assure you, the mainstream media are having a field day with this. You know, they're they're like, well, see, these Republicans, they're so mean and and they don't want to do anything. It's like, shut up. I mean, the mainstream media just needs to shut up, sit down and have a cookie you are not the adults in the room i mean you're nothing more than mouthpieces for the democrats or democrats whichever you prefer and you're nothing but false prophets anyway you are liars and you are and you're uh, i guess i i i can't even really think of the word but yeah they're just liars they are pre they have a predisposition to lie Because they are not journalists, they are advocates, they are opinions, they're opinion people, and you don't even do the news right. You just don't. And this is why you're losing credibility among so many people. Now, for the people who still watch you and think that you're all that and a bag of chips, it's like, man, I haven't seen that many people need a psychiatric eval in my entire life. But, I digress. This is... What's going on? I mean Zelensky's com- I mean Zelensky's coming today. Today, right in the middle of this fight for the omnibus because there's a whole bunch of money that's supposed to be going to the Ukraine. And nobody, it seems, uh in the Senate is ever talking about the border, not even the Republicans. Come on, people. We have a deluge of immigrants that are heading this way and they're ready to just go through any type of wall or barrier or barricade. I mean, look already what's going on. And Title 42 hasn't even officially expired. The city of El Paso, Texas is a war zone. There are people everywhere on the streets, sleeping wherever, you know, and now and they've just been let in, just waltzing on in. With the help of these uh, NGOs that are down there that are part of the problem, certainly not part of the solution, even though they'll scream that, oh, we're just being compassionate. No, you work for the part. You work for the cartels, be they the Mexican drug cartels or the Washington, D.C. cartels. It doesn't matter. You are aiding and abetting this mess. You know? and I'm, And I will put the spotlight on Catholic Charities. No, I know there's going to be people who say, "Well, you're just anti-Catholic." BS people. I'm not anti-Catholic, I'm pro law and order. And if you're part of the problem and not the solution, then yeah, I'm going to call you out. I'm just going to do it. Now, I mean, good grief, and the Catholic Church has got enough problems when they def- when Pope Francis defrocks Father Frank Pavone just because He's pro-life, and he's been effective at it. So don't even get me started on that, because I'm not anti-Catholic. This is good and evil, and evil needs to be exposed. Agendas need to be exposed, even if it is with the pontiff. Okay, so I don't want to hear that crap. I really don't, because I have enough friends who are Catholic, and they're not exactly thrilled about it either, so... Just don't even bug me about that. Don't even send me any, any email. But yes, the timing is just scary to me. Zelensky is coming. Here's the omnibus bill that's being, you know, and so here's Zelensky going to uh, address a joint session to Congress. It's like, thank you. We need more of your money because Europe isn't coughing up nothing because that's what the speech is going to be. I need more money. And if you'll be so kind as to send it to me, we'll take care of it. We need the help. I was like, "Mm, okay. So which oligarchs over there in the Ukraine? Because let's face it, folks, Ukraine is not a bunch of Boy Scouts. They are pretty, their oligarchs are just as corrupt and just as greedy as Russian oligarchs. And who, how many of them are going to be getting some of that money? You know what's going to happen with all of that equipment all that money everything that we're sending over there I mean come on people let's get uh, let's get real and actually start demanding a little bit of accountability you know where is the money going is it actually going for what they said it was are the oligarchs kind of dipping in and taking their share Because, frankly, if we're going to make, as Mitch McConnell said, Ukraine is going to be the Republicans' priority. Not the southern border, but the Ukraine. And he said it out in the open. So, yes, my friends, this is why the RNC and the Republicans as a whole got the mess they got themselves into. Yes, we did win the House but by a slim majority. So the only person who really came out ahead in the midterms was McCarthy. No, it wasn't the huge red wave that was coming, but McCarthy still won enough seats to get the majority, and now he's going to have to really convince, I mean, even with Marjorie Taylor Greene's endorsement, President Trump's endorsement, McCarthy is still having problems he's still having problems you know people like steve cortez who i admire for all the things that he does on the economy and uh, capital markets he's apparently now in a op-ed come out in support of mccarthy now and i'm getting close myself to you know given where we are politically and what we're having, and what the political landscape is right now, I'm I'm almost to that point of agreeing with uh, MTG about McCarthy. Now, yeah, you've got people like other firebrands like Matt Gates, uh, Lauren Boebert, and and MTG are kind of getting into it. But hey, you know it's McCarthy. Has to be the, you know, in a way, he has to make sure that he can convince enough people, enough of the caucus to vote for him because I don't want any dang Democrat voting for a Republican speaker because all that's going to do really is make it even more suspicious. And McCarthy will get even more scrutiny if, if Democrats are voting for him for Speaker. And that's certainly not going to help him. It's not going to help him at all. So, yeah, this is something that really makes me crazy. But, hey, let's see what happens, though. We've still got a few days left, and I certainly want to hear what President Zelensky has to say when he addresses Congress. But we have other news. Now, the Cary Lake lawsuit in Maricopa County, the trial has already started this morning. And, oh man, oh man, this is going to get real interesting. Now, the first witness that's going to testify is Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer. Now, this uh, (coughs) individual, who's really nothing more than a piece of excrement to me, was the same Stephen Richer who won made, uh created a pack, a partisan pack against pro Trump Republicans, which was essentially all of the statewide offices that were up for election. They wanted to go after Carrie Lake, Abe Hamadeh, uh Mark Finchem. They're they're go- they wanted to go after all of them because they believed that the 2020 election was stolen and People like Stephen Richer and Bill Gates, the head of the the chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, well, we can't have that. I mean, these are nothing more than worthless disciples of John McCain. Anti-Trump, and apparently they're still channeling his spirit from the grave. But the fact that Richer... Uh, had tried to get out of his subpoena that was given to him, uh, that failed. He's now up there on tr- on trial under oath. So if he lies, he's committing perjury and oh, he can't afford that. So he's going to try to dance. He's going to have to come up with the song and dance act of his life. Uh, because F- Carrie Lake You know, I mean, Katie Hobbs, racist Katie Hobbs, begged and pleaded, oh, I don't want to, I I don't want to testify, I don't want to testify. But Carrie Lake gave her a break and said, nope, we're not going to put her on the witness list. Which was kind of, eh, but I understood the why Carrie Lake did it. Because she's already got credibility problems, uh, big time. And the fact that she just whined and complained and moaned and just about wet herself uh to uh you know to not testify, she caught a break, but Stephen Richer and I do believe Bill Gates didn't, and so I'm like, okay, this could get interesting because mostly it's Maricopa county uh that is um. whoo so it's going to be interesting to see what these two clowns who i'm sure and i'm really hoping and praying that somebody will start a recall movement uh for these yahoos and the rest of the spawns of satan that are sitting on the maricopa county board of supervisors so yeah so this is going to be interesting so Today, I mean, the trial has really been... It's been about a little over three and a half hours that it started. And so it's going to be really interesting to see. So they've only been given, like, five hours, hours—Terry Lake's team and the other side, to make their cases. So it's kind of like boom, 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 boom. Uh, To just hit them hard, hit them with their... uh, questions to have their experts uh their cyber experts and a lot of them are are just because frankly i'm not a firm believer in coincidences i'm not the fact that you had about half of the machines these tabulating machines go down i mean even from the moment voting started in primarily republican precincts it's like, oh my gosh, this is not incompetence. It's too widespread. This is sabotage. This was malfeasance. Uh, I mean, I'm not a co- you know, somebody's gonna say, well, somebody's gonna yell, Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. It's like,. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. But when certain things happen at certain times, to, at certain in certain ways, you cannot, even with the most brilliant statistician say that it's a coincidence. It just doesn't work that way. That's just reality. So yeah, so we've got that going on. Uh, tomorrow uh, I believe yeah tomorrow is going to be the last day of that trial, but uh, yep. They're going at it and God bless you, Carrie Lake, you know, go get them, girl, because finally, finally, some judge actually has the courage to take an election lawsuit like this and actually bring it to trial. That didn't happen with Trump and he made a whole bunch of legal arguments, but the the cowardly judges said, you know, things like they didn't have standing, this, that, and the other. I said, "Mm but now this could be historic. It very well could be. And I'd like to see it be historic because finally somebody's got to have the guts and the stones to call this for what it is. It is election manipulation. Big time. So, yes. Oh, oh, my goodness. Thinking of manipulation along that line. Now, apparently, the Bureau of Labor Statistics for the Biden administration overstated job numbers by more than 1 million, raising concerns about manipulation. Now, that's pretty weird. Uh, Let's see. Another great story here. An assessment from the Philadelphia Federal Reserve has found that the Bureau of Labor Statistics dramatically overstated second quarter job numbers, prompting scrutiny from Republicans who have raised concerns of politically motivated manipulation of federal statistics. Hmm. That's interesting. That's from the first uh, The first paragraph of this article. I mean... I mean, is it really that much of a surprise? Seriously? That, oh, well, maybe uh, the federal the Biden administration manipulated things. You think? It doesn't really surprise me that this comes out. Because how many goof-ups have the Biden administration done? I mean, I've lost count. I mean, I lost count all the way back. To the debacle, the fiasco of Afghanistan. I mean, I've lost enough, I've lost track. But is this a, something that surprises me? No. No, it doesn't. So who knows? Uh, This, this is kind of a mess too, but I mean, this is just sort of a side note really. But as we're getting close to the end of the year, I, I don't know. I just do not know uh, what's going to be going on with these yahoos. Especially, I'm very curious to see what uh, Zelensky says to the joint session of Congress. But just one last note that kind of saddened me. Today, NFL legend Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72. Now, I've been a football fan for ever since I was a kid. Not necessarily a Steelers fan, but Franco Harris was one of the greats. And of course, his one his all-time thing that he's known for is the immaculate reception. And I've seen it on film time after time after time and that was really the franco harris trademark that would put an uh, that put him in legendary status for his amazing hall of fame career and so uh to franco harris's family and the pittsburgh steelers organization as a whole My condolences and respects because he was one of the greats, to be sure. So with that, my friends, I'm just going to call it a day. Thank you so much for listening. If you are, uh, I just simply encourage everybody, if you want to find the audio podcast, easy enough. Just go to your favorite podcast platform. We're on all of them, and you can find us, subscribe, And listen and even listen to our archives because we've got a whole bunch of fun ones there and and some of the things that I had predicted even earlier in the year have actually come to pass which is really scary Uh, look at the latest installment of the Twitter files where the Pentagon and the FBI paid Twitter three and a half million dollars to conduct Um, military psychological operations. Warned people about that back in September. So, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, I told you so, but I told you so. So take care, everybody. I mean, we are fast approaching our last two podcasts of the year, uh, Thursday and Friday, the 23rd, will be our last one for 2022. So it's been a hoot. Have fun, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, as always, patriots come in all colors.